morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is joining us on this Tuesday. The CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G, is in the building. And of course, we got Jackie, also known as the Crypto Juggernaut, joining us today. So very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how the NASDAQ has created a crypto custody service for institutional investors. With the largest money managers on the planet entering this space, we double down on why 2023 will be the year of institutional adoption. CEO Brad Garlinghouse met with the CFTC this week, bringing us one step closer to crypto regulation. Macro analyst Raul Paul is bullish on Solana. With another billionaire promoting this project, we break down why Solana may be a chosen crypto. Quant Network and Hedera Hashgraph have the two best partnerships in the space. As the crypto market goes global, we show our listeners why these two projects are set to boom in 2025. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So, Mr. Johnny Crypto, you're not at the top of the screen, so I guess I got to go to you second this morning. Selman G, thanks for making time for us today. And what are some of the things you're watching, my friend? Good morning, everybody. Uh, good afternoon. Um, I'm super excited, man. The whole market is basically biting its nails. Uh, you know, biting its nails off for uh, because of tomorrow. The FOMC meeting is right around the corner. Tomorrow we'll find out whether or not they're raising interest rates by 1%, 100 basis points. If not, 75 is still going to be, you know, bring vol- it's going to bring some volatility. But uh, still, it looks like the news is going to be baked in. So curious because ba- we're trading at 19K. So I'm getting ready. Uh, I'm going to dollar cost average when the time comes for me. So yeah, super excited. Awesome. Thank you for making time, Selman. And with so much going on in the market today, Johnny Crypto, I'm interested to know what's on your mind. We got the SEC news. We had Brad Garlinghouse meeting with the CFTC. But when I showed you the list of partnerships for Quant, we're going to have to address that today as well. So what's on your mind, my friend? Thank you for being here. Well, first of all, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys for showing up every day. True Warriors for sure. Uh, fortunately, our brother Mario couldn't be here today, but I just want to give a shout out to him. We love you, Mario, and thank you for all you do. Uh, and, and in place, of course, we got Joyful Jackie. Jackie, good to see you. This Selman, always great to see you. It looks like you're in a war zone back there all blurred out. I don't know if it's my internet connection or yours. He's there on my end. That's funny. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd love to see you, Selman. Great, great to see you, brother. Can't wait to hop into it. Yeah, there's some really, really big connections we're going to show you guys today. Abs, that was a great find. Can't wait to hop into those. And you know what gets me most excited is the fact that it looks like the XRP lawsuit is finally coming to a close. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but we're going to dive into the details today. Jackie, I'm always excited to have you in. What's on your mind and how are you feeling today? I feel great. I'm always excited to be here with you guys. Thank you, Jackie. And we're going to start this thing off. What do you say? (laughs) I said short and sweet. (laughs) Exactly. Just like NFT tones. And we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto. You get access to every single member of our team. And the live chat is saying that XRP is 40 cents this morning. So it's perfect time for this episode. Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin fear and greed index. We are still in extreme fear this morning. 
ranging at a 23. And I really don't think it's worth addressing because we've got some very interesting moves going on with the total market cap. We are sitting at $930 billion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is 39% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. Bitcoin is back above 19,000. We're at $19,100. Ethereum is 1,300. XRP is 40 cents. Is this low? Is this high? We're going to talk about this later. Cardano is 44 cents. Matic is 75. Stellar, 11. Algorand, 34. Hedera is below six. And we've got Quant still holding three digits, sitting at $104 this morning. I want to go to Selman G. Selman, we, where there's so much going on in the market today. But when we focus on XRP specifically, I'm looking at this price chart and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. What are you anticipating for XRP from a price action standpoint? So XRP was in an accumulation zone for a very long time now, while Atom, for example, or Ethereum, Bitcoin, all of them pumped. XRP was pretty much ranging between 32 and uh, 40 cents. So th this is great news that tells me with high volume coming in. Something's happening here, it's especially when you check out the chart here you're presenting. It's obvious, you know, there is some accumulation going on. And it was pretty strong. While other cryptocurrencies dumped 10, 15 percent, uh, XRP was still sitting above 32, 33 cents. So there is something happening. 40 cents is a big major resistance zone. If we can flip that, 50 to 60 cents is possible. We got great news coming as well. So within the next couple of weeks, we could see that buy the rumor, sell the news kind of event for XRP short term in the long run. Of course, if it's not seen as a security anymore, officially and legally, things could change, you know, and, you know, would be in favor of XRP long term. And also I see that the Bitcoin dominance is forming a double top on the daily time frame, meaning that short term money could flow back into or probably will flow back into altcoins. And with that, you could see some kind of, you know, bullishness uh, within altcoins and um, and Bitcoin, Bitcoin might just um, consolidate while this happens. So as long as we just trade sideways, great, great news for XRP and um, like some altcoins. But if Bitcoin can hold $19,200, unfortunately, it looks like um, with the FOMC meeting coming up, you know, we could go back down to $17,500 to test the liquidity there. There, there are so many uh, stop positions, so many long positions open there, and maybe the market is going to go down one last time to liquidate. If that happens for long-term holders would be a great deal. Um, and if we hold yeah. support above and we should, I guess, then, um, yeah, great, great deal for all coins. Thank you. And we're going right to Roto this morning, Johnny. I got a really interesting tweet. I want to read for our listeners. It said a global payment system must handle over 1 million transactions to work effectively. Bitcoin currently handles seven. I know XRP can scale up to a hundred thousand. So there's no systems that can currently handle this liquidity. I want to stick with the XRP real quick. Actually, let's go back to the XRP conversation because I had a really interesting thought. What happens if we get a lawsuit and there's no price movement? Is that going to scare retail away? Everyone's talking about how we're going to have clarity. We're going to have a relisting event. There's going to be all this demand that shifts into the market. But if XRP only pumps to 60 to 80 cents during that time, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are not willing to take profits at those prices. So what are you going to be doing, Johnny? And what are you anticipating? I think you're, I think to answer your question, if uh, it does only go up to 60, 70 cents, you will have a shit ton of disappointed people. But the reality is for me, I won't be surprised if that's all it does. Think about this. I got a question for you guys. Here we go. Trivia question, right? Before the lawsuit happened, what was the price of XRP? Uh, it was 70 cents, just below. Exactly. 
Exactly. You did your homework. And we didn't plan that, folks. So if it's 70 cents and then a lawsuit comes on and brings it down to 20 and the lawsuit's over, logically, you would expect it to go at least to 70, right? And so so to me, the question is, do we go above 70 or not? I'm not sure. I don't know because we're in a bear market. We're only going down. Um, and, the, you know, and, and, the, and there are some other catalysts, you know, obviously getting relisted will be good. The flip. So the flare thing would be something that would drive maybe new new volume and then further future adoption would really drive it up. But to me, I know everybody's expecting. I know it. I'm sure if we pulled the group here, everybody thinks we're going anywhere between one dollars and ten dollars. I'm not so sure that's going to happen, but I'm not going to tell you that I know what it's going to do. I have no freaking clue. I'm going to play it by based on what I see. Um, but I agree with someone. This is this is just going to also be probably something more than, you know, maybe nothing more than a, a sell to buy the rumor which I think you're seeing right now. Uh, to, we've been saying on the show for a while, you would see, you would know when the, the lawsuit's over because the chart's going to start going up. And I'm looking at the chart here, and we got some pretty good big green candles uh, the past couple days, right? So somebody knows something. Um, so again, you buy the rumor, you sell the news, you profit on it, you pocket it, and then you put it back in when we go back down. So that's Thanks, Roto. And I want to remind our listeners, not only thank you for being here, but show us some love. Smash that like button. There's 134 people out there listening to us live. And I want to remind you guys why we are talking about XRP this morning. As Ripple and the SEC have both agreed to expedite the lawsuit on Friday to get an answer on whether XRP is a security or not. What we're going to see in the next couple of weeks is the judge will present a summary judgment basically stating what they believe should be a settlement in this case. But what I'm excited about is the fact that XLM typically moves with XRP, Jackie. And I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that event. We always talk about how Stellar is one of the most boring coins in the market. But if XRP gets a resolution in this lawsuit, could we see Stellar make some moves? Oh, my gosh. I hope so. My gosh. The 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 length of time. I Time passes so quickly in crypto especially. But, I mean, so many people are so just watching the chart of XRP and – XLM, let me let me just take a look. Has like just kind of been a bit of a disappointment ever since. I guess yeah, May of last year. Um, everything you know since the May of last year. But man, I cannot believe it. Just yeah, I guess that that one seems like it hasn't moved at all. It hasn't moved. It budged an inch. <laughs> Speaking of an inch. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. I'd love to go to Selman. Selman, what are some of your thoughts on XLM? Is it going to move at the same time as XRP, or does it need a separate set of dynamics to get that project back in the right direction? You know, um, based on my research, many people that have invested in XRP are also invested in XLM, and they, yeah, you know, there is that um, that programming inside every everyone's head that XRP and XLM are brothers and sisters, like both go together. And so this is why, you know, the narrative is there. If you see XRP going up, you're you're definitely going to see XLM uh, to see some kind of price movement as well. Uh, obviously, I don't think that it's going to go as crazy as XRP will. But guys, I personally believe it's going to be a buy the rumor, sell the news for XRP. So once the news hits, you know, um, that's going to be great. We're all going to be celebrating. But you're going to see how all the indicators, all of them, are going to be, you know, overheated, telling you to, you know, finally lock profits because even if we're celebrating, you know, people anticipated, people believed that it's um, that they're going to go uh, or, you know, let's say that Ripple is going to win, for example, or at least they're going to go for a settlement. So the, the celebration is going to be of um, short nature and people will dump their backs. So at least, you know, it makes sense to lock profits. XLM could also pump 
great way to you know take some profits and then go back in once the market um you know goes down again and forms a good uh healthy uh dip where you can buy back in thanks selman johnny i'd love to get some closing thoughts here from you because we're about to cover a story how the nasdaq has created a way for institutions to invest in crypto i want to hear some of your thoughts on xrp i see you are typing in the live chat i need to know that you are listening to me right now because the nasdaq has started a crypto custody service for institutional clients and we covered an article yesterday from the ecb stating that they had chosen five partners to work on their digital euro and the companies that we connected were quant and XRP. Those were the two cryptocurrencies that they were going to be facilitating transactions with. So let's stick there. What are some of your thoughts on the ECB and the Worldline connection, XRP working on digital euro? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, that's the kind of news you want to be hearing. You've got the ECB that has a powerful um, committee there. And as you can see here, they're, they're working on looking at that technology. I've always kind of felt that you know, Ripple would be the rails, you know, kind of that liquidity exchange that, that allows these countries to be able to have that quick remittance, that quick um, exchange liquidity, while Quant becomes that communication, the language, the translator amongst all the different countries. I see the two working together. In fact, a lot of times people, I hear a lot of people say all the time to me, you can't have, none of this can work without Quant, right? So the funny thing, it's almost like Quant is actually more important. And if you think about it, there's kind of some truth to that. Because if the systems can't talk to each other, I don't give a shit how good they are, how fast they are, how efficient they are. They're only good in that one, you know, in my analogy, in that one country you're using it for. If you go to another country and you don't speak the language, you need a translator, right? So if you got this system and you're trying to work with a bunch of other systems, it isn't going to work without something that ties them all together. So for me, the most, the more important innovation and adoption is quant. That has to happen first for everything else to, well, it doesn't have to happen first. That both of them can happen, but it has to happen for the systems to really come together and explode and get these prices that everybody wants, 589 10000 None of that is happening, in my opinion, until we get something like Quant working first and bringing all the utility of all the different countries that might adopt XRP, you know, working together in one. And Johnny, what I think is so important right now is with all the positive news in the market, prices seem to be lower and more suppressed than ever. I want to close it out with Jackie here because we're about to show our listeners a video of Jim Cramer saying that he knows the market's about to go down. And this is one of our favorite indicators that we may have reached a market bottom. I want to remind people that when Ethereum was $1,900 this summer, Jim Cramer was on here saying that he anticipated we go back above 2500 that ended up being the peak of the market. Now he's saying we're bottoming. Now he's saying we have much further to go. Sorry, we're not bottoming out. He thinks Bitcoin is going to go all the way to 12,000. Ethereum has much further drop. Before I play this video, Jackie, any quick remarks on what Jim Cramer is about to say? If the entire market thinks we're going down, does that mean we bottomed out actually? This actually reminds me, I, I think maybe we have because this guy has been almost a 100% indicator of the opposite. It reminds me of the meme that someone actually posted about, I mean, not to make uh, fun of, but in, in ill instances such as death, but of the queen when he said, I think the queen will make it. And then, <laughs> and then she ended up passing. So, I mean, not to laugh at that, but I mean, he's been a hundred percent accurate in the opposite. So it sounds like it's out of his control. Whatever he says, the opposite has to happen. So we're going to let this clip play and bring some optimism for our listeners because Jim Cramer is claiming this market's about to take a massive hit. We're going to let this short clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. We are in a moment where stocks are going lower and they're going lower maybe through this month simply because we're trying to adjust for what a stock is worth versus a very simple, terrific piece of paper that's yielding 4% of the next two years. 
But Jim, does that mean this is a buying opportunity? I mean, we heard from Thomas Betterfee. He thinks this is things going to continue. I mean, you just said it's going to go lower. Betterfee thinks everybody thinks it's going to go lower. In which case, maybe that's a good time to actually be doing the opposite or no? I think you have to hear from the Fed first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See how tense and ver- – he just got so tense when that question came up because he's been wrong so many times. And what's interesting is that the crypto t- the crypto community on Twitter has become hyper-focused on this. Every time he puts out a wrong prediction, they're calling him out for it. So I don't think he can go on much longer with these hot takes that are just totally incorrect. Johnny, you've been watching him for 20 years. What the heck's going on with Jim Cramer here? And does is this a sign that we've actually bottomed out in the market because he's telling us we're about to go lower? You know, I know someone didn't get to go first. We were talking off the air before we got on, and someone was saying he believes this time will be the – I don't want to steal his thunder, but I do agree with him that I believe this time Kramer's – listen, you got to be right a couple times or he's going to have no credibility. You can't keep him on the air. So I, I, I was going to say it too. I actually think that this time Kramer might actually be right. I think – you guys know what I think already, so I don't have to tell you. I already have been saying that I think we're going down. By the end of September, through through October into November, I think we're gonna have some shit. One that final leg down will happen sometime in that. Who's that handsome guy back there with the sunglasses? No, I'm just kidding. I think we're gonna be going down at some point. You know, in that three 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 month two and a half month period there. So to me, that's just gonna happen. And he's just saying what we're saying now at this point. <laughs> I think he's actually gonna be right this time. But I don't know. We'll see. We will see. And I'm showing a Bitcoin price chart right now, Selman, and it's it's showing a perfect Wyckoff accumulation, which would mean we should rebound back up to about that $45,000 mark. I'm not claiming that's what's going to happen, but it is interesting that when Jim Cramer is stating we're going to go lower, these charts finally look bullish. So what's it mean to you, Selman, and what's that video say about the state of the market? Man, it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, I kind of speculate, like, what if this time he's going to because everybody's talking about it. Everybody's active again. It's September, right? Everybody's checking out their, their Robinhood accounts or whatever it is. And so I kind of feel like this time he he knows something. He's just trying to be, you know, win his credibility back. I, I would like to show you guys um, the charts real quick because I kind of I'm super indecisive because it kind of looks like let me show it. Um, first, let me let me also bring up XRP for you guys. So first things first, XRP on the normal scale, guys. We are right at resistance and we're breaking it. Right, this is a very long um, trend line, pretty much since 2021 April April highs. That looks like a, the mother trend of this bear market market. And if we can really break above with a retest, would be a great like. Uh, I would be super convinced and then dollar cost average in again because I know, okay, that big mother trend is broken and things could change and we could instantly test these, you know, uh, important zones here. The 50. So, I have a quick question for you. So you're showing this long-term trend line, right? And it appears that we're finally about to break through that. Does that typically mean we get massive bullish momentum or does that just mean we're going to trade sideways and not be downtrending anymore? Most likely for XRP with that, with the news update, this kind of news, especially for traders, if they see this setup, plus the, you know, there is some juicy news coming, obviously, you know, and we know the past of XRP, if XRP pumps, it skyrockets all the time, right? But keep in mind, guys, if whenever XRP skyrockets, you, you always have these wicks, these big sell-offs. And so I, I believe this time it's not going to be a, a different. So if Bitcoin, all the things, especially tomorrow's meeting and Jerome Powell um, doesn't, you know, create any FUD and we don't raise interest rates by 100 basis points, 
I think, you know, the, the chances are high that XRP could see a couple more moves um, with with a, with a strong momentum. Even now, you know, momentum is a little uh, overheated, but still there is room left. There is no divergency, so it's all good. But I actually want to cover something else. It's a dollar index first. On the higher time frames, on the daily, two days, three days, weekly, you have a big bearish divergence. It tells you that sooner or later, dollar index is going to go down, especially when you check out euro against, uh, you know, when we talk about the dollar index, guys, euro uh, plays uh, pretty much around 51% of it. I don't want to like 51, 53%, something like that. And there is a big bullish divergence here on higher time frames. So euro is sooner or later going to, you know, conquer the zone above a dollar uh, and move back up again. And with that, of course, the dollar index is going to go down. Another very important one, the last one, guys, Dow Jones. Dow Jones is actually forming some bullish divergencies as well here on the four-hour time frame. On higher time frames, you see that as well. You see the bullish divergence, your higher lows, but you have lower lows here. So there is a bullish divergencies, uh, divergence uh, scene um, and... Sooner or later, you can see October is historically a bullish month for stocks. Traditionally, October, November, December was bullish for S&P 500, for Dow Jones, etc. So I believe September, you know, is the worst one. And so I believe October, right after this FOMC meeting, Shemita ends uh, on September 26th. So I believe, you know, a momentum is being formed and October could be bullish again for uh, crypto. I don't know if it's going to be. Uh, like the new start, the beginning of a new bull market, at least, you know, trading sideways, or is that going to be another quick cycle where we go up and then the bear market continues that time will tell, but uh, certainly we should pay attention to this. Awesome. Thank you, Selman. And if you guys enjoyed that technical analysis, please show us some love, smash that like button. We're about to dive into our ripple XRP news for today, because with all of the positive momentum in the price chart, of course, there are news articles to correlate to that. Johnny Crypto, we always have those conversations. Show me the chart. I'll tell you the news. Well, when you look at XRP's price chart, we're bullish. And now this lawsuit's about to come to a resolve. So let's get into the details here. Ripple lawyers should feel confident in the XRP lawsuit summary judgment, says John Deaton, a crypto legal expert. So John Deaton says Ripple Labs general counsel has reason to be confident as the company moves to end the lawsuit with the SEC. My hot take is that after two years of litigation, the SEC has been unable to identify any contract for investment. And it cannot satisfy a single prong of the Supreme Court's Howey test. Everything else is just noise. Congress only gave jurisdiction to the SEC over securities. So let's get back to what the law says and allow the crypto market to be resolved by the CFTC. He went on to say that I was surprised the SEC did not have more specific evidence. All the evidence that they pointed to was that institutional investors and accredited investors were the ones who purchased XRP. They made no connection to XRP holders or to retail holders at a whole. John Deaton represents over 67,000 XRP holders in this lawsuit. And as you can tell, the SEC does not have a great case around why people like us were betting on Ripple's success with the purchase of XRP. So Johnny Crypto, I'd love to start with you and then we'll kick it around the group. That one quote, it caught my attention so well. They were surprised they didn't have more specific evidence. Why do you believe that to be the case? Yeah, I was surprised too, to be honest with you. As, I, you, as we followed this case closely and we brought it to you guys here we talked all the time about what was going on there. And a lot of times you kept sawing ripples, just beating up the SEC lawyers. It just felt like it was, um, you know, they were struggling to really prove a point um, or bring the evidence necessary needed, which is why I think we felt all along 
we're going to end up in a settlement. I don't think we're going to go to the end of this. We're not going to see a law. We're not going to see a court case. I don't think we're going to court. This thing will end up getting settled soon. Um, the, the evidence that you hear is pretty strong on the side in favor of, of Ripple. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see where it goes. I'm super excited. Abs. More importantly, at the end of the day, once we get past this thing, it'll be nice to finally let Ripple do its thing. I'm uh, sorry. I should say Ripple XRP. See where XRP falls in here. More importantly, what this is going to do, and this is the part that everybody should be excited about, but this takes time, is now Ripple should be able to, it will open the door for Ripple. And Brad has said many times he struggled trying to do things in the U.S. <clears throat> because every time he tried, he kept get, getting companies pushing back on him saying, hey, I don't want to touch you guys right now. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, SEC's all over you. We don't want to, like the mob, like, hey, the heat's on you, man. We're staying away, right? So I think as soon as the heat gets removed from them, Forget the price action and all that stuff. It's going to do what it's going to do. None of us know what it's going to do. To me, that's not the exciting part, and that's why I'm not going to be – I will not be selling a lot in this next pump. I'll sell a little. That's why I have an exit plan. Make sure you guys have an exit plan. But for me, the exciting part is now, with, with, with the pressure off, and Ripple could go and do their jobs now. They can go and get work with other companies, start forming that adoption with some of the major brands that we want to be hearing about in the U.S. That's what I'm going to be listening for. When this thing ends up. Thanks, Roto. And I want to remind our listeners that yesterday, Brad Garlinghouse took the time to meet with the CFTC. And this is really exciting because we've already understood Congress said the CFTC has control of Bitcoin and Ethereum. It wouldn't surprise me if down the line they figured out that XRP was decentralized enough that it's considered a commodity as well. So the CFTC commissioner visits Ripple's offices as a decision in the SEC case looms. What's important to know here is that uh, Brad Garlinghouse met with one of the five commissioners sitting at the CFTC now, and they met with the Ripple CEO ahead of the court's decision that would affect how regulators handle XRP tokens. The CFTC chair said that she visited Ripple's lab's office as part of a learning tour involving crypto and blockchain, and the main focus of this visit was the public and private engagement of crypto assets. Here's the image itself. Here's the amazing meeting that they had yesterday, but Selman, I'd love to kick it to you. They're working with the CFTC, and what's exciting about this We've always talked about the phoenix rising from the ashes. Everybody is so bearish on global economics. Well, well, when you look at this project, there's nothing but positive news. It looks like a resolution is coming with the SEC. How do you feel about Brad Garlinghouse meeting with the CFTC? Because they could be regulated by that industry. I'm going to keep it short here. We're getting great news, right, from, from the uh, SEC lawsuit case. And then you also see how they uh, finally – bring this up, right, a meeting with the CFTC. So something's cooking, guys. It's obvious. And uh, sooner or later, we could see more clarity, and it looks like it's going to happen within weeks. And I'm also super happy about the XLS20 that was pushed out. All of them, you know, I feel super blessed by all of this, but this is not the case right now. CFTC is a big deal for Ripple, and if you really want to work in the U.S. and you want you want to bring uh, or you want to convince other industries to work with you, you know, you need to work. You need to be compliant. You need to be um, in. You know, you need to have these good conversations with regulators. So uh, it's a big deal for ripple and you know we might see maybe this is just the first glimpse of what's gonna happen next so within the next few weeks we could see more updates maybe brett gallinghouse is gonna go out and um, make an official statement soon so i'm super happy i'm just waiting and probably with these news updates you could see xrp easily hitting 50 cents or 60 cents but again buy the rumors sell the news as always 
I got a question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, follow up. Something that I wanted to point out as well. Um, even with this SEC case going on, you know, they're not they're not butting heads behind the scenes. You see them meeting together, playing nice, and that's something good to see. If we do want to get a resolution at the end, I did want to point out too. Um, Yabro XRP's comment. He said, Caroline Pham, the CFTC commissioner who visited Ripple's office this week, is speaking today at the blockchain summit in New York City. Um, coincidence? Question mark. So I think that that's, you know, those are those are really good points to hit on, you know, se se sequence of events or things to watch out for where where people are at what times and what, you know, different events they're attending little clues. That's awesome. Yeah. And we're actually showing a tweet right now from our friend BitBoy Crypto, breaking down the important dates that are coming up. We've got midterm elections in November, hopefully a Bitcoin bottom. The Fed will announce a pause on rates sometime in December. In 2023, Bitcoin's going to trade sideways. But in 2024, that's when the people in this market who have made it through those last two years really start to make money. And I think that's something really exciting. So I want to get some, some thoughts from Johnny. What are some of your thoughts, Roto? We're looking at the future here. What does it mean to you? Yeah, I actually couldn't agree more with BitBoy on this one. I kind of did this in my head mentally as well and, and see similar things here. Um, but could, yeah, I actually spot on. I think all these things are going to be elements that are going to boost, not, not specifically XRP, but just for the crypto market as a whole. And totally believe that you want to have, in, in my opinion, I want to have all my bags fully loaded in during these time frames, right? After we get past this nasty period, you know, we know Shemitah ends this week, and I think we start heading down maybe to that November. You know, as he says there, Bitcoin bombs November, December. We've been saying the same thing, and that's when I want to be starting to really buy in heavy and gearing up for the next. Johnny, I have a funny comment for you. I don't mean to cut you off, but I know XRP is pumping this morning because my texts are blowing up. My phone, all my friends are texting me asking about XRP, and it's funny because one of the kids I went to college with, he's not involved in crypto at all. He sent me a mainstream news article, and he said Hey, I know you're involved in crypto. What do you think of XRP? I told him shitcoin, stay away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Selman, I know you had some thoughts back there. I want to remind our listeners, there's 228 of you joining us this morning. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're showing you a timeline of how these next few years could play out. Selman, I'm going to kick it to you. Thank you. Um, guys, you know, tomorrow is a very important event. The whole world will watch and listen to Jerome Powell. And um, the thing is, you guys need to understand um, or we all need to understand that, you know, um, psychology is a very important thing in this in this market. And even if momentum, everything looks great right now with a very horrible um, statement tomorrow, things could change drastically and people could sell right immediately. You know, Kramer would be the hero of the day. So um, with that. Obviously, you know, we need to understand all these economic things. They said they're fighting inflation, but they're not really. If you see their $1.8 trillion, I, I guess it was their balance sheet. They don't really do anything with it. They, I, we thought they're going to sell because they, they told us. But what they say and what they do is completely different. So this is why I believe sooner or later they can't do it anymore. They need to print. They need to continue printing. And that was the very reason all these economic collapses in the past. That was the very reason why Bitcoin came out of nowhere, right? So because of the financial crisis. And to be honest, we kind of forgot the real reason why people... Uh, why we all adopted decentralization or, or crypto in general, uh, because um, imagine you want to own something that is scarce, right? And you want to own something that is completely um, 
completely protected against government uh, interventions, etc., which is, you know, obviously not the case. All the VCs, all of them are in here and they can manipulate the price. But nevertheless, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. One XRP equals one XRP. That should be the mindset in this tweet. The reason why I'm saying this is early 2024, money printers get turned back on. That's what uh, BitBoy Crypto says. And so obviously all of us want them to print more money because that's we we know since 2020 that they that this led to a bull market all the money went into the bull market into markets and so we actually are against them printing money and manipulating the price like that so keep that in mind why are we here in crypto right we want to build generational wealth we want to own assets so do we really want them to just print money that's a very uh very important topic so keep that in mind I, i'm i don't need an answer right now you can leave it in the comments curious i'm reading through the comments guys love you all jack i know you also had some comments but the bullet point that sticks out to me is he predicted a new bitcoin all-time high in december of 2024 that may seem like a long time away but i remember when this lawsuit first came around for xrp that was almost two years ago so two years it's really not that long of a time especially when you're in the crypto space what's on your mind jackie yeah i can't believe that was two years ago um i just kind of had a question that I wanted to pose to the rest of the group. This, this kind of thinking of the ISO 2022 schedule. Um, what do you guys think of how that will play into kind of what BitBoy predicts here? Yeah. Do you think that will have any effect whatsoever in the market? Johnny, I know you have some thoughts there, but I guess I'll go first because it's very interesting. When you look at the ISO tokens, when are they supposed to be fully implemented? Johnny, I'm kicking it right back to you. Did you do your homework? What is the date, my friend? 2025, baby. March 10th, 2025. And when you look at this chart right here, we're getting all that bullish momentum up to it. And then they push that out to the regular everyday consumer. So I actually think it times up perfectly. And we're seeing that shift already take place right now. That's why we show the ISO tokens every single day, right, Jackie? These are the projects that we believe are going to change the world. And that's why we emphasize them. But I want to kick it to Johnny. Yeah, you know, for me, it's one of those things where you're going to have a ton of a shit ton of moving parts happening over the next two years of adoption everywhere between certain blockchains, you know, doing what their main utilities are. Then you've got all the ISO work that's going to happen. And don't I suspect this list, believe it or not, it's going to get bigger. You're probably going to see additional technologies get added to it as they uh, all want to fight for the same you know, piece of pie. Right. Uh, or I should say a slice of pie. From there, so you're going to see. I think it is growing, and we're going to be talking about new technologies and new blockchains coming as well over the next two years. So to me, this is just exciting times. But I tell everybody, and all you guys out there, you all know this: that you know we're in so early that it feels like we're late. You know, but the reality is, you know, it's not. We're so early that we don't even know which horses are going to be in the race. The horse that wins this race might not even be here yet. For heaven's sakes, that's how early we are. So you just kind of sit there, you follow the market. I don't get too excited about it. I just monitor and see what's going. And, you know, but I did have a question for Summon on XRP because I think what's going to happen. And Summon, I'm curious of your thoughts. You know, I think as we get past this this news and we get the news out and all the exchanges start to relist again, if you remember, before that happened, we were sitting around 70 cents. So I, I, I suspect we'll get a pump back maybe somewhere in that range, maybe a little bit higher. But I think the floor once the lawsuit's over, is going to go up. And I'm not sure we'll ever see 20 or 40 cents again. So uh, I'm curious on someone's thoughts here. Does, does he think it's going to be literally a, a pump and dump and we're going to be back to 40? Or do we go up 
come down, but then at a higher level and stay in that 70 to 80 cents range. I think that is what's going to happen. But technical is the, the, the technical. I mean, technical. Someone's a technical guy. I'd love to know your thoughts. Do you think we get elevated to a new high? or Because I think personally what's happening right now, don't forget, Grayscale dumped everything. I wouldn't be surprised when we look at this long accumulation if Grayscale was buying back in. But I'm curious to someone's thoughts if he thinks we're going to see a new floor. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you, uh, Johnny. So one thing for sure, all Americans can still buy XRP on different exchanges, right? So no one's really excluded. You can buy it on Uphold. If you're not on in the US anyway. <laughs> With these big centralized uh, exchange listings, you're going to see buy the rumor, sell the news. It's always like that, right? So you're going to see how people are like, damn, they're back. They're back on Coinbase. And so people, the ones that were kind of like waiting on the sidelines, the weekends that were waiting until there's some clarity in for <laughs> after two years, they could buy in. That could cause for a pump. Also, traders that are just seeing the news updates are going to buy in because they know dump money is coming immediately right after the news. That's going to uh, cause that um, quick uh, pump in the markets. Yes. But I believe, you know. The, the, if grayscale buys in and you know these big institutional investors in the in the crypto space if they announce that they're buying in and, and you can see it officially uh they're they're on their website etc you can see um what they're holding and if you see that number is increasing over time and nothing changes then of course that could also lead to uh, confidence uh within you know, investors. And so we we might not see these levels again, but I never, yeah. ever want to say uh, never because everything can happen if we're going to go into a very cold uh, bear market like 2008, for example, or the, the dot-com bubble, right? If we see something like that and Bitcoin really goes down to 12K, things can dr drastically change because people who are invested into XRP are already, you know, in uh, even... Like despite the fact that um, many exchanges unlisted XRP in the U.S., they could still buy it. And uh, so th this is why I believe if we see that kind of scenario, things could go wild. And I want to add this. X Bitcoin just, you know, has seen 18,000 something again. So it's right above, slightly above 19K again. So today is going to be super interesting because XRP is literally pumping. Is at like 40, 41 cents. Damn. So it's going to be a wild week for all of us. I really hope so. We have breaking news for our listeners out there. This is just in as India is seeking a phased implementation of their digital rupee. Central bank digital currencies are here. Johnny Crypto, 2023 is the year of institutional adoption. We already know that. But when you look at CBDCs around the world, this is when the people in this space will start making money. Imagine if they're using many of the cryptocurrencies that we're holding as the rails to transfer value. I'd love to get some of your quick thoughts because this is breaking news. We had no preparation. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to hear that when these CBDCs are created and developed, I'm waiting to hear what's going to be the remittance, what's going to be the settlement currency, what are they going to use, right? Is it going to be the XRP ODL? If it is, then that's going to be fantastic news. Or is it going to be HBAR? We don't know yet, right? That's the, that's the part we're all waiting to find out. But the reality is I like the fact that Ripple has decided that they're not going to play just in this one space. We already know that they're also going to play in the XRP uh, ledger, or I'm sorry, the NFT space. Uh, we know they're, they're looking at expanding into different areas, metaverses, things like that. So I think that you, you know them as a company and XRP as a technology is going to win in the long run no matter what anyway.
And this is pretty exciting because we're actually getting some hard news here, right? <clears throat> Once other countries start to roll out a central bank digital currency, until the U.S. does so, they're going to be at a disadvantage. And this is the problem we have with China right now. The fact that China has free global control over whatever the hell they want to do. In China right now, they'll literally build a city just to promote that economic growth. They'll pay all those people and then they'll demolish it. So they have so much money and so much economic it's, – it's almost not real, right? But – the CBDCs are coming, and if the U.S. doesn't implement their own, they're going to be at a disadvantage. Jackie, I'd like to get some of your thoughts. Oh, I think Jackie's frozen. Jackie, can you hear me? Ah, we're having tech issues. I thought, I thought you were frozen. Am I frozen, guys? No, you're good. No, you're good. Okay. Okay, because you were you were skipping on my end. Um, That's a guy. I'm just going to comment on this article because I missed some of what you said. And then I heard my name. So this actually takes me back to the conference that we just attended in Las Vegas, the summit event. Um, it's so good to see, uh, you know, we've always said, we see this going hand in hand. Um, we know CBDCs are coming. Uh, it was comforting to actually see a lot of topics and breakout sessions within that summit event, uh, centralized around, you know, CBDCs around, you know, law that law for regulators, things like that, different things that, uh, ripple is working on with XRP as far as side chains, as far as, um, you know, bringing about different technology to help being implemented in every space, like Johnny was saying. So it just makes me more and more confident on not only XRP, but, you know, the other ISO 2022 coins, 2022. <laughs> There's enough. so many numbers in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's spot on. Uh, we actually got more breaking news. Selman, you sent this to me this morning. Robinhood has listed USDC. I'm interested to know what that means to you. We're, we're seeing mass adoption of stable coins. What's this move mean? Yeah, because, you know, in the bull market, it's always nice to hear about mass adoption, mass adoption. Uh, but then prices still tank 80%, right? So it's weird. Uh, but mass adoption is a process. It's the journey. And then you see that every day, new listings, new people joining, new big institutions are adopting crypto. And so Robinhood is, has now listed USDC, one of the biggest stable coins, right? And we believe that USDC is also one of the solid stable coins out there. Uh, it's it's not algorithmic, et cetera. It's just, you know, there is a there are big players behind USDC, so a lot of people have confidence in them. And um, so you see Robinhood has listed that, and even the big guys like uh, the, the Fed also stated that stable coins could actually play a role in the future financial, you know, uh, transaction system so people could or payment system people could really use stable coins it could add value yes but currently it's not really affecting the uh, the the markets the economy they said so um you see there is no threat so they won't they, they will come after uh stable coins for sure but you know you see usdc usdt all these big stable coins will eventually play an important role you're going to be able to pay your taxes etc with usdc you can you can literally store all your wealth in usdc or usdt if you want right it's all up to you but you see these this mass adoption is taking place slowly thank you selman and another breaking news story that we have for today is that the government has come out and said that the sec 
has full control over all Ethereum transactions. Can you imagine the implementations that that would have? But I want to remind our listeners, there's 221 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Give it a Johnny Crypto elbow smash. We're about to play a video of Gary Gensler stating that Ethereum is highly centralized. So this is a very short clip, but the audio is tough. If you can watch the screen, this would be a good time to do so. We're going to let the short clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. centered around the Ethereum Foundation at Vitalik Buterin and a team of developers. There's 70 people that work at the Ethereum Foundation, not all of them are developers, but So he basically stated that if Ethereum is going to be successful, it's going to come down to that team of 70 developers creating use cases for Ethereum. Johnny Crypto, we're going to go to every member of our group, but let's start with you here. This clip is a little bit old. I believe it's from 2016, but the fact that we have him on tape breaking down exactly not only that Ethereum is centralized, but why it is centralized. What does this mean to you? And do you think the SEC is going to come after Ethereum at some point? I think if they were going to come, they would have came already, to be honest with you. He's been in there now, what, a year or two years in the spot? Um, how you know? So I, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I, I think it depends on if – if if so, well, did I lose? Oh, I think if somebody wants to uh, – <laughs> that's hilarious – I think if somebody I thought wants, I got hacked for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if the smart money wants to have another opportunity to buy Ethereum at a low price, the only way to get there is a you know slap a an SEC lawsuit on it. We saw what happened to Ripple, um, so then that's that's that'll happen. But if not, then no, I don't think we'll see it. I think ETH will uh, maybe 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 it depends. You know, this regular I don't know. It's hard to say. I really it's hard to say what's going to happen there with it. I don't know. I think it's gotten a free pass. I think it will probably continue to just move along. And then as new regulation comes around it, here's what's hilarious, right? So they didn't get sued. Ethereum didn't get sued for what Ripple did or what we get right. But then if Ripple gets um, dismissed, then the argument would be, well, we can't go after Ethereum because they did the same thing as Ripple and Ripple got dismissed. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, in a way, I, I think Ethereum... Sorry, this up. was the right one. <laughs> there we go. There we go. To the moon. But boom. But we're going to keep up with the news this morning because Ethereum is, I mean, I'm getting nervous, right? I want to break this down and be very clear here because what Ethereum's doing right now is it looks like they're, the vultures are surrounding this project. We got the SEC coming in stating that they have full control over Ethereum. We know that it was up to the Ethereum Foundation to create the success that they're experiencing today. And I think one of the reasons that JP Morgan, BlackRock, and Goldman Sachs are so bullish on this project is because they're incentivized to be, right? They got in in 2015 and they were given these free tokens. Of course, they're going to want this project to succeed. But what I want to focus on, Selman, is the fact that the SEC circling this project Really quickly, do you believe the SEC will ever come after Ethereum and specifically the Ethereum Alliance? You know, never say never. However, um, they're so deep in it. I mean, I don't want to say SEC is deep in it. I want to say that there are big players around the Ethereum Foundation or inside the Ethereum Foundation. There are big players uh, involved in Ethereum. And this is why I... Don't feel like they're gonna. You're gonna hear anything uh, that happened to XRP. That that will happen to Ethereum as well. Because you know they they got that free pass. They said it's a currency, right? It's not a security. It's a currency. It's official. So I don't feel like they're. Because uh, then Ethereum could go out and say, "Hey, your official in the past said it's a currency. It's done, right?" So it's gonna be tough. It's challenging. I don't think that mm, you know Ethereum is all good. They they will continue. 
and it appears XRP is still pumping. We are at 42 cents, and it's great to see that positive price action. I know many of our listeners out there, their portfolios are going up, so that's always really cool. But we're showing you a list of companies right now. We're going to break down a series of projects here. We've got HBAR, VeChain, and Quant are the ones that we want to focus on. Right now, we're starting off with Quant. They're partnered with Amazon Web Services, Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Oracle, all of the biggest tech companies on the planet have connections to this project, and Johnny Crypto breaks down every single day. Why is it going to be so important? It's going to allow these blockchains to communicate with one another. So, Johnny, before we dive into HBAR and VeChain, why don't you summarize Quant for us? What does this list of partnerships mean to you? Yeah, I mean, you got some you got some big names on there. I think that's what's important. Gartner is huge. AWS. I mean, you can't, what more do you want? So I think you're only going to see this list continue to grow and get larger and larger over time. Oracle, right? Humongous. So again, that's the thing. Yeah. So to me, it's just it's just more. It's promising that you're going to see Quant's going to be here as a player, right? And that's what that's what matters here. Now, now, how big it gets, and again, I think there's going to be a little cross um, coexistence for a while as we get this thing going. But to me, that's really the the key here is to you want to continue to see big names and little names. You want you want adoption from all around coming into the play. And that's what you're seeing. And that's what's exciting about it. We're going to dive into a project that many of our listeners might not have a lot of exposure to. And that's Cypherium. But before we do that, let's check out Hedera Hashgraph. Because you can check out their governing council. We've got IBM, LG, Google, every, all the big names, Boeing. And we covered their partnerships earlier this summer. They actually launched an NFT project that's compatible with all LG TVs going forward. Another massive win for Hedera. But let's go to Selman on this specific project. Selman. We've got Google, IBM, Boeing, so many use cases coming here. What are some of your thoughts on Hedera and summarize these partnerships? Do they mean anything to you? Yeah, so, I mean, these big guys, you wouldn't expect these big guys big guys to rock pull, right? These are uh, just uh, well-established, very, you know, trustworthy companies. I mean, at least, you know, for the majority of people, um, you know, we haven't heard like a very crazy thing about google i know they're collecting so much data etc right i mean with facebook we know we had so much going on uh but these big guys are investing in this and and basically tells me that something big is happening there they're building a strong infrastructure and the, another important thing is though we want decentralization we want to give power back to the people etc so maybe h bar with that we know that they're working uh, for CBDC implementations that are all of that, you know, helping governments uh, build the infrastructure. And so, you know, do you want to support that? But we're here for generation wealth and we we know money is there where the wealthy people are and where, you know, because they uh, define the direction of the economy. And so if you want to invest in good, solid projects where big guys are betting on, where they're investing heavily, then obviously, you know, you want to add HBAR, XRP, these kind of projects, Quant, into your um, portfolio. And some people don't like it because it's just there are too many institutions in it. I mean, uh, for me, it doesn't matter. I see LG, IBM, these big tech companies are invested in it. So obviously, uh, th this is also... It's not everything, guys. If you see these big guys investing in it, you do, you shouldn't just invest. You should understand the background of it. Check out the uh, supply, uh, the the tokenomics, all of that, right? And then you can make a smarter decision. This is a pretty decent one. Jackie, people are calling for you, so I got to go to you, I guess. What are some of your thoughts? We're about to show the Cypherium news. Maybe we can just talk about this a little bit because I thought this was really, really interesting. Cypherium is a partnered with all of these companies, and these are the largest names on the planet. I keep reiterating that, but it's true. 
Amazon, Microsoft, IBM, Chainlink, the, Google, the list goes on and on. So feel free to take it wherever you like. VeChain, uh, Quant, or Cypherium. What's on your mind, Jackie? Right. This has actually been pressing on me since we were talking about a new floor for XRP. Um, and then we jumped over to Ethereum thinking about, you know, all, all the centralization that's going on there. And then now we're talking about these projects with all their big partnerships. I just want to say that never, ever guarantees that we will never see a bottom or a new floor um, will be raised as long. So keep this in the back of your mind. As long as someone is holding the asset, it can still be done, period. So like with XRP, I mean, these like Selman was saying and like Johnny was saying, I do definitely agree that I mean, seeing these partnerships is a big thing. They all tend to connect and they all tend to stay together. And it's it's validity that something, you know, that something big is coming. I definitely agree with that. Um, but always be cautious and always take profits because we never I mean, looking back to uh Gosh, it was like a year and a half ago. You know, I was watching a ton of really, really good, um, you know, charting influencers, traders, things like that, saying we would never see a new floor, you know, a, a, a 30 cents for XRP again or, you know, things like that. But, you know, we saw it. It came. And so anytime that kind of was a, a solid um, reminder to me that as long as someone is holding it, it can be sold in an instant. You know, so. Jackie, it's funny because I remember just last year people were saying XRP is never going to go below a dollar again. Right. And I was actually one of the people who believed that. So when we saw 80 cents, right. I was super excited and started to accumulate. Little did I know that was not the correct time, but lesson learned people. And we got 210 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. My dollar cost average on XRP is still below 40 cents. So I don't want anybody to be nervous out there. We're actually showing a chart out here that is breaking down exactly why VeChain is going to be so important in the future. Whether it's transportation, smart cities, or tracking digital IDs, VeChain is taking center stage, and we're breaking it down right here. Johnny Crypto, me and you have often discussed how VeChain is partnered with Walmart and many other large distribution companies, so people talk about the supply chain, but it has many other use cases, and that's what this chart is showing. The supply chain is the tip of the iceberg. How large do you think VeChain can get? You know, I, th I think they have a super high float. They have a lot of coins. That's the problem with them, so... You know, you can't price-wise um, will be dictated by the that element of it. But I will say this, you know, being in this, in, in the, the, the key about this is they are solving a big, big problem. Supply chain management and logistics is a big nightmare for companies. It's a big cost expense as well. And they're going after this and they're solving that problem, right? And I always talk about you find an unmet need and you solve it, right? And that's what VeChain is doing. And you don't see too many other competitors. I think we have about one other competitor out there. I forgot the name of it now that does something similar. But so for me, it's like one of those things where they're they're solving a big, big problem and they're in very early. And you can see they formed a lot of partnerships too. So they'll continue to do that. I think they've got a good technology. I love the example we played on this show a while back with a, the, the consumer had literally had the app and she checked, clicked on it and she could actually see the whole history of it and how it got into her hands. So that's the kind of stuff that is, you know, to companies, it's very important to know where your product is at all times, the carrying costs for it, you know, they could be expensive. So, and, you know, shipping times, things like that overseas, all that stuff comes into play and being able to track and know where you're, think of just how valued it is for us. When you send something to UPS, and you want to know where it is, what's happening. You can go check the tracking number, right? And it, and it brings a certain amount of relief. That's tenfold of what it can do. That's just a tiny example of what it can do 
for companies. So it's going to be huge. And we got some last news for today as Eurocoin Pay partners with MasterCard to launch one of the first cryptocurrency base cards in Spain. Another massive move for mass adoption. We actually made the ties between XRP and MasterCard back in 2018. Now those ties have been severed, but it is interesting to see MasterCard continuing to move into this space. Someone, I'd love to get some closing remarks before we kick it to Jackie. What's this news mean to you? Man, I love crypto-based uh uh, Visa cards or MasterCards, you know, these credit cards were dope. These are actually debit cards. And, um, you know, you're going to see that everywhere in the world. It's just going to be, you know, you're going to be able to use your, their banks, not in Germany, unfortunately, you have banks in Turkey, for example, where you can have your Turkish lira account, your dollar, your euro, any other currency you want. And in the future, you can also ask for USDC or USDT there, right? So it's going to be all just... um supportive and literally whenever you want to cash cash out or or sorry you want to pay for something you can instantly use your usdc in the future or any other stable coin doesn't have to be a dollar it could be euro or anything else yeah. so i'm super bullish on that very cool and i actually had a comment pulled up it said ripple had a mastercard vp talk on the panel just a few days ago and we actually covered that on our show so it's cool to see more mastercard news jackie why don't you close this out for today I wouldn't be shocked to see if they came out with um, a MasterCard. I did want to say uh, in regards to the VeChain, just barely, the another good supply chain project to look into is MNW. MNW. Um, that's also supply chain, blockchain, Morpheus Network. Very Morpheus. Cool. Morpheus, that's the one. Yeah. Thank you, Jackie. I, I'm pretty bullish on that as well. Yes. Another Hey, Johnny, another day in the matrix, my friend. But we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do. By saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Jackie. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to Selman G, of course. We're going to see you guys in 23 hours. But there's 208 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you soon. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thanks for joining me. Let's go. Don't forget. Warriors love crypto. And next week, if you want to hear the ladies talk, we got XRP Jenna and Jackie next Wednesday. Nice. Love you guys. See you soon. Love you guys.